Good morning, good afternoon, guys. We're back for another Geek Tavern. Uh, it's me, Sean, joined again, as always, with Mike. Hello. And Aaron. What's up? And, uh, yeah. So, what have you guys been watching recently? I, myself, have just finished watching the uh, Attack of the Clone series, the Clone Wars series, Star Wars Clone series. Getting ready for next week, the, you know, that's coming out. Do you know if they're releasing it weekly, like they did yes. The Mandalorian? Yes, it's weekly. Okay, yeah. Well, that's so, good. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So, uh, that's basically what I've been doing. I started Rebels because I've never watched that, and I really wanted to watch it. So, I'm only a couple episodes into that now. But that's pretty much been my life recently, I... is just watching, uh, watching Star Wars Clone Wars series. I, I've been going back and watching Star Trek The Next Generation because I used to watch it when I was younger, but now that it's all on Netflix, I can go back and watch every episode that I didn't see growing up. I should do that. I like it, that. It, it's so good. Like, the series is just really good. I I didn't think... I thought it was just going to bore me mm. for the most part. But I just absolutely love watching it. I mean, it, it's just entertaining. Each episode has a different... It's just like the original series, except better. Yeah. Uh, I've been... I've Turned on the other night, I turned on Netflix and saw Back to the Future Part 3 was on there. So I, I did see that, too. I watched that. Um, I was just telling a couple guys at work, Jake has never seen Batman Forever. Oh, yeah. It's on there now. <laughs> oh, it, is it on there Yeah. Now? I, All right, I we'll have to tell him that tomorrow. Uh, yeah, tomorrow he'll be there. But uh, I was like, yeah, nobody likes that one, but if you like Jim Carrey and you like <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones, I think you'll... You would like it. So. That's funny that you mentioned that because Sean, we were talking to Danielle uh-huh. when we went to have my Kylo Ren cape made. And we were talking about Batman Forever, and she brought up how it's like the best because of the Riddler. And I was like, yeah, "Yes, I agree." Yeah, Jim Carrey is the best best thing. About yeah, that. absolutely. I mean, I even like Val Kilmer as Batman. I think he he plays a good Bruce Wayne and. Batman's Batman, really, I think. I, I think the only person who played a weak Bruce Wayne that I've ever George seen Clooney. was George Clooney. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. A, the only That's bad it. one, really. But, yeah. Speaking of the Batman. Speaking of the Batman. <laughs> uh, is that the name of it? Yes, the, the Batman. Batman. Yeah. I mean, they may change it, yeah. depending, but that's Matt Reeves. Uh, but yeah. Uh, about Matt Reeves' uh, new Batman starring Robert Pattinson. Did you guys see the... Uh, new camera test reveal i did I, see it yeah i didn't see the actual footage but i saw a saw screen, the stills the still that's uh, all that it is it's, it's, oh really it's, it's like it, it's like when joaquin did the joker thing where they showed joaquin and then it like flashed and he turned into the joker and did oh, the laugh. Okay. it's all essentially right. just that a camera just a quick camera test to show people like all a right. proof proof of concept type yeah. of deal get people hyped um, one thing I noticed, I'm not sure if you guys picked up, that the bat symbol is made out of gun parts. Everybody's pointing that out that I've talked to. I, I didn't catch it when I saw it. But I, it looked abnormal to me. I couldn't tell what it was made They're out like of, gun but... grips. Okay. Which uh, is really cool. Considering Everybody's Batman's saying that it's like... the gun from... That killed his parents. That killed his parents. Which would be really cool, It actually. would be. So, so my question with that was when we were talking about it, what, what me and somebody else were talking about it. I was like, so does that mean he he knows and caught who did it? Like, because how else would he have gotten the gun? You know. Yeah. 
Do you think that it's gonna do another uh, Wayne's getting killed thing? I think we're over that now. Yeah, I I really do not want to see Thomas and Martha get <laughs> shot again. I've literally seen it in every Batman movie, including it, the Joker, and I'm yeah. over watching them get killed. If if they do it in like a, a rapid session or sequence, oh, yeah, like a little montage. Yeah, like but they already did in Batman versus Superman. But yeah. that wasn't even quick, though. That was pretty yeah. drawn out, I think. Yeah. From what I remember. But it was still the opening. Yeah. And that's that's where I, I'm still just over watching them get killed. I mean, I, I agree. I just... I feel like it could be in there, just... They needed to boom, do what Spider-Man did. Yeah. You you didn't even touch Uncle Ben in that's the true. new Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Because we've seen it. We don't... We don't want to watch him get killed again. What if in another Spider-Man movie, uh, he has a flashback and they just have like some super prolific? They go actor. back to it. Brad, yeah. Brad Pitt, like in Deadpool two, yeah. for like fifteen seconds, he's like Peter and just bang <laughs> killed. Yeah, that would be funny. Uh, yeah, I, I think that they realize that everyone's over watching uh, the Waynes get murdered. I and it was a little different in Joker. I thought it was kind of neat whenever how they did it there. But yeah. But, uh, yeah, since I've said this many times before, the DC Cinematic Universe is such a mess, I have no idea what even this well, is going to be. Yeah. Like, is it tied back to, like, Wonder Woman and, like, how Ben Affleck is? Or is it its no, own thing? No, this is its own thing, I believe. Because they've... The DC... From what I understand, the DC Cinematic Universe decided to just... <laughs> forget everything that they did with yeah. justice league and all that because it didn't work they're never going to catch up to marvel so they just decide to do all these different solo movies which is okay mm-hmm. um they kind of did that with shazam too like it was good and they kind of left it up to it could be in with the like the justice league universe well, or it could be a ti- thing the thing that ties it to the justice league universe is uh the aquaman symbol that uh the one kid's wearing on his shirt is the official aquaman symbol for the warner brothers movie so that's a tie-in but also they use the same suit even though it wasn't henry cavill yeah they use the same suit from the movie so i would say that is in that universe but they're probably not going to do anything i mean shazam is its own thing it's almost like the the mcu tv universe thing yeah where like where they kind of reference it, it it's but, in it yeah. but they're not acknowledging it heavily they're yeah. doing that with uh venom too yeah uh there's mm. like except i'm sure you've noticed this uh they are referencing spider-man mm-hmm. we, like in that one shot it's like murderer because that's morbius yeah is it morbius yeah morbius. Oh, yeah, i'm yeah. sorry i thought that was the venom too either way yeah the that is referencing the mcu with him killing mysterio supposedly oh allegedly. yeah that's right but the suit that they use is sam raimi's spider-man suit in that like mock like the graffiti on the wall i mean that's the rumor on is that. it is it sam raimi's or is it just too blurred in the background i'm pretty sure really it's sam raimi it, ha- it has the like silvery uh, web on it does it yeah oh, okay i didn't see that so either that uh but it could also just be a, an artist in that world like you know interpreting Spider-Man its own, in their it, own. own interpretation yeah. it, it's either they could explain it away anyway either they're stupid and lazy and didn't realize or whatever but <laughs> or sam raimi and talks to direct dr strange <laughs> just gonna fucking retcon all the spider-man we have and he's like ah no my Raimi Spider-Man is going back in Could here. you imagine Tobey Maguire coming back into the MCU? It's like an I adult cannot. Spider-Man. Well, I everybody's cannot. like, oh, this is going to 
bring in the actual uh, live-action Spider-Verse where we're going to see Tobey Maguire and Andrew everything. Garfield. Yeah. So everybody's like, oh, that'd be stupid. Or a lot of people think that. And I'm like, I would, I would watch it. <laughs> well, and let's not forget the Spider-Verse, the end of the Spider-Verse movie takes place in the Morbius and Venom universe. Well, it's linked. Mm. It's in another universe, an alternate universe, but it is in that, that cinematic universe. Right. Sony's cinematic Sony's, universe. Yeah. Sony's whole deal. Yeah. So, so we can't forget that that actually exists. Yeah. That's part of their property. Anyway, weren't we talking about Batman's suit? We, we were. And, and we were. I don't know one how it divulged I, into that. But, uh, one thing I, I wanted to bring up about the Batman suit, I initially, my first thoughts on it, I did not like it. Um, I just thought it looked weird with, with how the, the mouth part uh, goes so far up, almost to his ear. But then I realized it's really a callback, and I might be wrong on this. I haven't um, researched it enough. But if I'm not mistaken, it's basically a callback to like the 1940s serials. Like I'm pretty sure the the cowl was like that, where it went back so far on his face. Um, if if not the 1940s, there was a version of Batman where it was like that. It looks a lot like um, the Daredevil's kind of mask from the uh, Daredevil Netflix Marvel I've, show. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people referencing that. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe that's just the red lighting too, because it's, c- yeah, because it has like it has why, a similar I don't know why look with the red lighting. I, it, why wouldn't you've done, just done gray tone? I don't know. It was gray tone would have made so much more sense. Yeah, I mean, I I get it. You want to have something that colorful, uh, colorful to entice people, but at the same time, it's red. There's nothing in Batman that really you think red. Eh, Batman Beyond, yeah, was black and red, but yeah. They might be doing Batman Beyond storyline, except that suit is a lot sleeker because oh, it's yeah. in the future and all and that. And he, so. he has a cape, and yeah. Batman Beyond doesn't have a cape. Yeah. yeah. Please make that movie. They could have done it with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Well, they wanted, well, they could have done that, but yeah. everybody wanted Robert, uh, Robert Pattinson to do the Batman Beyond storyline and just have Ben Affleck be old Batman or, or whatever. Or bring back Keaton. Yeah, bring, bring back, back Keaton. Keaton, too. Keaton is the perfect age right now where I know. you could do that. Yeah. So that has to happen someday. But for yeah. some reason, I just had a brain fart where I was going to go, no, he's already in that universe. And then I was thinking, no, wait, that's, oh, that's Morbius. That's another way that they tied it back into, going back to that, they tied it back into the Marvel universe because uh, Venom, too, because they had, uh, I think it was Venom. No, Morbius. No, it's Morbius again. <laughs> there is no trailer for Venom 2. Are you sure? Yes, yeah. I'm positive. Nothing, nothing yet. Well, they're all blending together anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Morbius trailer, they have uh, Michael Keaton at the end of it as, yeah. you know, the Vulture. And they're implying but, the Sinister Six and But we that. don't know if that actually is the Vulture. But it probably is. Uh, that That's my guess. I mean, it has not Keaton. been confirmed that Keaton is playing the Vulture in this movie, but it, it almost has to be. Yeah. They they started setting up the Sinister Six in the end of Spider-Man Homecoming with Scorpion talking to right. him and all that. Well, and even in the Sony Excuse universes me. with... Oh, is yeah, it the end of the first one? No, it, it was the end Spider-Man of the second two. one. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 2? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm no because he the lizard talks show. to him too. I that's but, one thing. But, but that's that's not that's no longer canon. Well, I was just saying yeah. that. Yeah. Because because Sony is like has control over that too, but you know it's kind of like a weird salad because Mark Webb because <laughs> Mark Webb decided to just ruin the franchise by Spider Man threeing Spider Man two. I think that was all Sony's involvement, honestly. 
Like, I like Mark Webb's movies. There, there were scenes that they shot with, um, what's her name, Shailene Woodley? Yeah. As just, Mary Jane, that never showed up in that movie at all. Yeah, didn't use a single Ever. cut. I think that he was, set, he was trying to build... Like his Spider-Man universe, like the MCU was doing, because he had like a sh- like a crap ton of like named characters that become villains later on mm-hmm. in in it. But I think that there was too much interference with Sony as the studio being like, "You should do this," and that's why it sucked. It's it suffered the same way that Spider-Man Three did, because they put their hands into everything and you know messed it all up there too. And that's why Sam Raimi never did a fourth Spider-Man because the studio screwed up three so bad that he wouldn't. He refused to do another one. Yeah, but also, uh, we're we're still on Spider Man because I I've, know I have one complaint right now. <laughs> Paul Giamatti's worst role, in my opinion, in any movie was the Amazing Spider Man Two. Hated oh. him as Rhino. He, he was oh Rhino. Okay, I was like I didn't know. Who and, and it probably wasn't even his fault. It was probably Mark Webb's direction. But he was terrible. Terrible. I hated it. He he was pointless. Um, yeah, he's literally pointless. I. I to this day I have, I understand people saying that uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two is a bad movie. <laughs> it's not I good. guess, <laughs> but like I don't know, like it I've, I've never the... felt so so much emotion in a movie, <laughs> like when Gwen Stacy dies. Oh, like, I I knew it was coming. I didn't even. I knew care. it was coming too. Did but not like, even care. <laughs> I full out, you know, I was full out crying in the in the theater. So it's actually. I think that they should have shot it better because it's almost comedic when she dies because he shoots the web and the little hand comes out, which is okay. That did that didn't bother me. It's I remember watching it and I kind of chuckled to myself, but not out loud. That when she stops the web, she clearly just cracks her skull off the concrete, and I'm like. What? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm like, why did you show that? Like, you could have easily just had him, like, shoot the web and then off... Ca- you didn't have to show her smacking into the ground. You could just had, like, his reaction I like to that. what just happened. See, see, I like that, too. Like, that's that's why it was so emotional for me, because, like, you saw it. Because yeah. it's like, he's so close to actually yeah. seeing her, too. Like, it, she barely hits the ground. Yeah. It's, it's like... Kill her. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I don't... That's... It was the Spider-Man retrospective. Yeah, we, there's there's a lot that could be said about those. But are we done with uh, our thoughts on the bat suit? I, yeah, yeah. I think we we were just what talking thoughts about the, on them? Did we talk about the bat suit? Did we actually give our that. thoughts? I don't know. Uh, I liked it. Aside from yeah, aside from the cowl and the bat symbol, there's really not much to uh, talk about there. I like it. It's it's becoming obvious that it's increasingly harder and harder to come up with an original bat symbol. Yeah, a new a new design. No, I I actually have something that we could discuss here. What are your thoughts on Pattinson playing Batman? I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I I, I listen. I said the same thing. Well, I didn't I didn't say the same thing, but I look at it this way. Everybody hated Zac Efron when he was a Disney Channel kid. Yeah. Everyone just despised him. Have you watched him in any of the comedies like what what is it Dirty Grandpa yeah. and uh, Neighbors Neighbors oh, yeah, and Baywatch? Man. He's hilarious. I haven't seen Baywatch yet. He's hilarious. Like everything that he's in, I'm like, this guy's funny. Yeah. Like it, I look at it that way. Everybody hates Pattinson yeah, because the, the he internet's was in... tied up on him being in Twilight. Exactly. The, Give and the just, guy a chance. They they haven't seen any of the other things he's like been Lighthouse. in. And, he, and he's yeah. been in good stuff. Yeah, Not that I've other... seen it, but like I know that. 
you know, yeah, some like, movies that he's been in have been... Good Time, The Lighthouse, like, all kinds of crap that he's, like, really good in. Yeah. And it's kind of weird that he's, like, the only one of the Twilight people that have actually made a career of themselves. It's kind of like the uh I mean, Kristen Stewart kind of... I mean, she's still out there. I'm not saying she's... Taylor Lautner's just disappeared. Yeah. Like, he was a part of Aunt Adam Sandler's groupies for a little while, but he's... <laughs> I don't know what's that, going on there. That killed him right there. <laughs> the, the, last, the last movie I remember him being the in Sandler was... Curse Strikes Again. Have you seen David Spade do his own movie in a while? David Spade has a TV show on Comedy Central, actually. Does he? Yeah. Oh. But, uh, yeah. How about Kevin James in his own movies? Uh-huh. Or Rob Schneider? <laughs> Give you a hint, they don't exist. <laughs> Without Adam Sandler, they are nothing. Don't Pretty speak much. ill of our deity, Kevin James. <laughs> All hail Paul Blart. <laughs> anyway, as we're speaking about um, the DC universe, uh, cinematic universe, and it's, you know, whatever Reminence. productions, whatever <laughs> it is, we all saw a movie recently, uh, just came out. Uh, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of the, the, One the, Harley Quinn. The fantabulous oh, Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Well, I don't even know if that's the actual title anymore. No, they the, new title, anymore. Is, the yeah. new title is just called Harley Quinn, Birds, of, Birds of Prey. <laughs> they should have just named it that at the offset. Because everybody's showing up to the movie and like, yeah, Harley Quinn, please. Like, nobody's like, yeah, I'll get the Birds of Prey, please. Everybody, I said birds can, of prey. Can, well, I, can I get one birds of prey? Please? Well, that's because I, I literally said that. Well, that's because you're, you know, not a normie in that respect. I'm not a normie. <laughs> like all, all of the general audience are going to be like, "Yes, I'll take the Harley Quinn movie, please." So that's basically like why they changed the the uh, the name in my. Yeah, opinion. no, I I I agree with the name change. To be honest. It, it's not a birds of prey movie. No, it's it's, it's a it's, Harley Quinn movie. It's literally Harley Quinn. Featuring yeah, what I, becomes the Birds of Prey. Yeah, I said this in my own uh, personal review. I I was worried that it was going to be a Harley Quinn uh, show, running the show like the Suicide Squad was. It was like Deadshot and Harley Quinn show. I was worried that was going to happen. But whenever it started, I kind of forgave it because that's how they framed the movie, was her telling a story. Yeah. It was like from her perspective. So I was like, okay, that I mean, that works. I I, just, I said this to Sean and a couple of other people earlier. Whoever whoever edited the trailer for Birds of Prey needs to be fired immediately. <laughs> because I'll tell you why the box office why they're suffering at the box office. That trailer depicted this movie tonally different than how it actually is. Yeah. They tried to market it as a serious type of villainous anti lady anti-hero team and they labeled it as like a serious type of thing when let's be honest it was deadpool 2 with harley quinn yeah it was tonally different and i think that's one thing like when i watched the trailer we watched the trailer me sean and our friend josh and we were like this movie's gonna suck (laughs) like this movie looks like it's gonna be a shit storm yeah well, uh, before we get too far into it, what did you guys think about it? Just like your overall opinion. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I was highly entertained. I, yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I mean, I, is it the greatest movie of all time? Obviously not. Um, but yeah, definitely an enjoyable time. Yeah. Front to back. Uh, going back to what you were saying the like with the trailer, I think that I might have liked it more because my expectations were so low because yeah, the trailer yeah. was bad. Yeah. That I was like, oh, this was actually really good. Some, sometimes that's a, a good thing when, 
So maybe maybe they do this stuff on purpose because. But see, it screws them over at the box office because no true. one wants to go see it. That's true. And and a lot of people, it doesn't matter what kind of word of mouth you spread. Some people are just gonna be like, "I'm not paying money to go see that." I'll see it on Netflix when it comes out. <laughs> I really like the style to the movie. Yeah, it, did, uh, it was very stylistic. You you had mentioned to me before that it was kind of on a level of Tarantino slash Edgar Wright. And I just watched uh, Scott Pilgrim again this morning, and I was like, man, yeah, like, this movie did feel like an Edgar Wright. Definitely more of an Edgar Wright feel than uh, Tarantino, because he, Tarantino is an extremely distinct style, but... Edgar Wright has a way of playing with colors to to work in a scene, and I think that uh, whoever did the cinematography on this just did not not copied his style but did it in a way where you were like this is very like the movie was visually gorgeous yeah Yeah. it was was great looking i loved i loved the way that it looked all this the colors especially and in the uh one scene where she's shooting those like um uh the beanbag launcher oh yeah she was shooting like uh color palettes out of that that was awesome that was really cool that whole scene where she has the grenade launcher was awesome yeah that might be my favorite part, actually. That was a really good part. I guess we'll say, before we get too far into it again, uh, we'll say, spoiler warning, we're probably just going to spoil it. Yeah. So I mean, It's been out for a week at this point. Yeah. You know. yeah. People have seen it, if, uh, that wanted to see it, have probably yeah. already seen it. But just forewarning, spoilers and everything. Yeah. So I was kind of uh, taken aback at the very beginning with like how it was an animation. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I like it. It like grabbed me at the very offset because I went into the movie thinking it was going to be terrible, and then that happened. I was like, okay, you know, let's see where it goes from it's here. It's almost reverse Deadpool. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, the end credit scenes of Deadpool was was animated like weird cartoon characters. Yeah, that, that's one thing that I want to bring up real quick. This movie was almost beat for beat Deadpool two. <laughs> Wisecracking antihero narrating movie breaking fourth wall finds overweight teen sidekick. Uh, has to fight off the villain. Uh, they kill off villain very unceremoniously, as you put it, Sean. Because what the villain in Deadpool two just gets hit by the taxi and murdered. <laughs> so I actually thought of that, but I didn't say it when you had mentioned that earlier. Yeah, <laughs> that was a very big surprise to me. Jumping to the end of the movie because. Um, Ewan McGregor plays the villain Black Mask, and he's, you know, known for having the Black Mask seared to his face yeah. and everything. And even in the, like, whenever they're, the very big climax, when they're all gathering their weapons, she grabs the grenades and stuff. I'm like, okay, this is probably how that's going to happen. He's going to, there's going to be an explosion. The mask that he's wearing is going to get adhered to his face. But no, Harley Quinn, <laughs> Harley Quinn just flips him over a railing and he blows up in two seconds. I literally sat up in my chair. I was, I was genuinely shocked at that happening. It that's, was great. That's what I mean. This movie is all, and I don't mind that because I love Deadpool too. And this movie was perfectly fine. But it is almost beat for beat. Because you think about Huntress. Huntress is Cable. Hunting down the people who murdered her family. Yeah. (laughs) And then she teams up with them at the end to defeat the ultimate bad guy who is after the overweight teen sidekick. (laughs) Like, it was exactly Deadpool 2. Wow. Which is fine. 
Yeah. But it just occurred to me while I was watching this, I was like, this is Deadpool 2, isn't it? <laughs> like, but it was done very stylistically where I could forget forget that. But they did kind of just take the formula from Deadpool yeah. 2. <laughs> you brought up the fourth wall breaking, and that is really the one of the only complaints I have about it. Because it has to, like in Deadpool, it's excusable because that's his that's character. That's his character, yeah. But Harley Quinn isn't known for that, breaking the fourth wall or anything. Did she do it? Very much. She, not, she, she addressed she the camera a couple of times. Very okay. subtly, though. It was like it was something where I she don't... just like wink at the camera real quick. It wasn't like Deadpool like turning and like talking yeah. to the audience. Because I don't, I don't really remember that much. Again, I I don't know if I've said this before, but like I gotta watch a movie like ten times before I remember anything. <laughs> like it was but... something where she said some line and just like kind of quickly looked over at the camera and then back. like whenever she dropped her sandwich or whatever, oh. she like looks at the screen like they made me drop my egg sandwich or whatever. It's like okay. And that was the part that, that worried me too, because I'm like, oh, this this is gonna be some cringy comedy, but most of it worked really yeah. well for me. I mean that I mean, I understand that that's considered fourth wall breaking, but like that could be her also interacting with whoever she's actually telling this story to, kind of thing. Because it's it's more of a memory than right. like happening in real time. And so they I, don't they don't go to whoever she's talking to. Like if because did they do it in Iron Man three where he was like narrating? Because the like the yes. very end he was yeah because he was he, talking the, to Bruce. The movie started where he narrated the yeah. very beginning and he said, "Let's go back to the start." And yeah, it was New Year's Eve, two two thousand six or something like that. But in and any then case, he narrates at the very end. In any case, at the end it resolves who he was talking to, so it's still within the film. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's never established who Harley Quinn is right. telling it to. So I no I, the no it does. Did you stay? She talks movie? to the audience. Yeah, that's who she's telling the story to. Yeah, she's exactly. not telling it to anybody in yeah, particular. Exactly. She's telling oh, okay. it to well, that's, the audience. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know yeah. that was yeah. I talk- didn't know that was established. That's yeah. why I was trying to like What of a waste of a I didn't, card too. I didn't stay. So I don't even <laughs> well, know. We can happened. talk about that at the yeah. end. <laughs> she she basically Yeah, it's stupid. But, uh, <laughs> it, was, it, it was pretty stupid. Um that was another thing that was pretty much stolen from death. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ferris Bueller did it first. Uh, yeah, that was the only part that I really did, like. I didn't really care for my only issues with it, but I forgave it a little bit because of the way that the movie was framed, and also the one scene where she's being beaten up by Black Mask and his goons, and she just gets punched in the face, and then like the next scene is like a dance routine. That was kind of jarring. It, that me. was weird. It pulled me straight out. Like I appreciated it for what it was, but it it pulled me straight out of the movie. And it only lasted for, like, 40 seconds. Yeah, it was interesting, but I was like, what is happening? And yeah. then it just stops, and I'm like, alright. And it's the only time it happens. Yeah. yeah. Like, if it happened more often, then maybe it would be different. But it's literally like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. And then we get right back into things. Hey, you know what would be great? Dance number right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like... And I don't... Like, I did not understand. Like, she goes into, like, a Marilyn Monroe song mm. and her hair's all like done up and everything and they like do this whole thing and i'm like what is happening like and then it just disappears and i'm like oh is that like is that gonna happen again are we gonna get the full thing and then it just never happened yeah again. and i'm like was that just somebody that something tells me that warner brothers and dc just had like a choreographer on set <laughs> and they're like hey the intern here <laughs> do something He's like, all right, and like, just made that, yeah. and they just did it, and then that was the end of that it. That was a weird part, for that sure. Was, that was weird. That was, 
that may be the only part that was truly jarring for me is when that happened i was like what is what is happening what do you guys think about uh basically abandoning jared leto as the joker fine with that i mean they they referenced him a little bit but aside from that he was completely vacant from this and all of the joker imagery that they used in the movie was classic yeah it was nothing like him yeah that's true it was it was like animated series joker yeah so clearly they're they're making their way away from uh him his presence in the films and stuff and there's absolutely no way they they drop walking Phoenix in with Harley Quinn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not happen. <laughs> uh, That'd be weird. I for one do not care all that much for Jared Leto's Joker. I don't. Uh, I don't. Really I don't he, like he, it he either. Was, he was cringy for me, and I just did not care. I don't blame him much. For no, it, no, I, I don't blame Jared Leto at all. I blame whoever wrote the character that <laughs> way. Because he was just cringy and I did not care for him. He's definitely the most out there Joker. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know how to put it in words. Like, I didn't hate it, but I definitely understand that it's not to the, you know, the the level that, like... Heath Ledger. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, Heath Ledger. And Joaquin. Um, he, and, and now Joaquin. He's not up to... I guess the, I mean he's probably the worst. He he's not he's up to the unspoken standard of the Joker, the Caesar Mar- Romero uh, level well, of Joker. Well, <laughs> I mean he is he is the first as far as Joker. I mean go, at least he don't have a mustache under the, you know, <laughs> That's the like, face paint. <laughs> like I I think the the thing that really took me out of his Joker was I I thought that the idea of the tattooed hand thing was gonna be neat until i heard his laugh and i was like that just sounds stupid yeah i didn't like how you never saw him actually laugh no so no. i don't know and then when he laughs it's just like ah and i'm like are you dying <laughs> it, it was just i didn't like his joker like at all and i was glad that they just completely abandoned it yeah I, I was actually happy to see that. I was like, good, please never bring him back into this. Just Well, now he's Morbius, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but back, back, back to, to uh, the MCU. Back to Birds <laughs> of Prey. Uh, the the um, action in it was incredible, I thought. Hmm. Like, uh, I my understanding is, I don't know if this is accurate or not, but I think that it was choreographed by the same guys who do the John Wick movies. Oh. And it can, re- you really can tell oh, yeah. because all of the fight scenes are amazing in that yeah especially my two favorite are the uh precinct uh the evidence lockup where um mm-hmm. like they're using a bunch of unique weapons and things and then obviously the very end at the fun house is just great everybody the, has the been talking trap. everybody's been talking about her coming in and like blowing people away with the beanbag thing yeah that, like that's all over the place yeah that's a that's a very good scene one of my favorite scenes in that movie it was kind of weird how they <clears throat> They started that sequence and she got so far. She's like, "Oh wait, I gotta tell you this." That I talking about that. I really enjoyed that kind of like non-linear storytelling. I mean, I didn't mind it. I was just like, "Oh, yeah, all right, save that for later." I, I thought it was kind of neat because it's like, okay, it, it build up anticipation. Yeah, yeah. We're following Harley for a long time, and then I think it's the last time we see her when she's getting beat up. Or no, that's in the story. That's when she goes back. When's the last time that we see her before it cuts to? Um, the policewoman. After uh, she after she uh, bails out of the and blows up Acme, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So after she blows up the chemical plant, that's like the last time we see her for a while, I think. I think, yeah. And then I it, it follows a bunch of different characters while she's still narrating it, I'll say. But then uh, uh, her presence showing up and like getting at the police uh, barracks, I thought that it was cool. And she's like, oh, wait, you guys don't know why I'm here. Let me just go back and explain everything. I really like that. I, I thought it was kind of a cool way to tell the story. Yeah. Yeah, because she just goes in. And she's like, "I'm looking for Cassandra Kane," <laughs> and we're like, "Who's that?" Yeah. Or no, we did get introduced to her before she does the rewind. Yeah. Is it, isn't Kane a, a significant person in the Cassandra Kane's part of the Batman family? Okay, I was gonna say yeah. I, I knew that name when they yeah. said it. I'm like, oh, so is Huntress. Right. Yeah. No, I, so, I know who Huntress is. Yeah. Yeah. So, side note, or maybe just because we haven't got there. uh, <laughs> it's very weird to have another black canary. <laughs> yeah, in, in my you know in my Do, vision. The weird thing about the the girl who plays uh, black canary is she almost looks identical to the the new version of black canary and arrow, um, the one that's not Laurel Lance. I forget her name, Dinah something. So I thought it was weird how they almost typecaster into <laughs> looking yeah. like the one that's currently on tv like. <laughs> yeah i didn't even notice that i haven't kept up with it well, yeah, in a you, long time i mean if you haven't watched you, you wouldn't notice I've but i've never watched an episode of marathon <laughs> in my life so all right so you at least <laughs> i mean i i'm aware of black canary in the well, series yeah, you need to at I'm least i'm aware of arrow and like everything that happens in it yeah i've just never actually watched an episode of you just it. need to watch season one and two that's it. I can just forget the rest. Well, talking much. about Thank the you. actual birds of prey, it's kind of uh, a yeah, shame. I feel like Sean's really like dragging us back <laughs> onto the track. Like, like, like we're 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 on the track that like splits off, and then he's like, Get "Back here." <laughs> we're talking about birds of prey here. But anyway, talking about the actual birds of prey, they're like, I wish that they were a little bit more in the movie. Yeah. I thought that they were in it a decent amount. I feel like it's a little bit of a. A cleaner, like a tighter Suicide Squad, like with every all the characters. There's a couple of less characters in su- uh, in this movie than there was in Suicide Squad, but I feel like they still gave a majority of the screen time to Harley Quinn, which is why they should have called it Harley Quinn in the first place again. Yeah. But uh, I thought that the I, I really liked the stuff that all of the actual Birds of Prey did. Uh, I wish that the Huntress was in it a little bit more, but other than that, I I liked everything that they did. Sean, do you remember when the trailer came out that I believe you and me made a joke uh, about the trailer? Putting a bet on the line, I believe, to to the tune of something like, we thought that at one point they were going to go, we must be some kind of birds (laughs) of prey or something like that. Because the trailer just looked so bad that we're like, that has to be a line in the movie. (laughs) Was that in the Suicide Squad trailer? Yeah! Yeah, where he goes, we must be some kind of suicide squad. What an embarrassment. (laughs) Oh, and and that's the other thing. The soundtrack in this movie, while it was all recognizable songs, was not like Suicide Squad, where it was just completely jarring to have them hammered at you. Yeah, I agree. The soundtrack was... The transition was great. The soundtrack was great in this. Like, I don't know if they took the whole formula with how the Guardians do it, where they kind of build the... I don't think that they did this, but they build the movie kind of around the soundtrack. But uh, they, like, in Suicide Squad, they really just picked, like, oh, this is a popular song 
throw it in at some random point. Yeah. But uh, it really jived with uh, Birds it, of Prey. Was it Fortunate really Son weird. in the Suicide Squad <laughs> when they go find uh, Killer Croc? Probably. It was down south or whatever, and they threw on the uh, CCR. I don't remember. But I remember making that joke that they were going to go, we're some kind of Birds of Prey. <laughs> or like, that Ewan McGregor was going to say that line or something. What do you think about Ewan McGregor? I was going to say, let's talk about him. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. He was, he was good, but... He needed more screen time, too, I think. Like, whenever uh, the one scene where he... He's kind of, like, getting fed this false information from the Victor Zaz character, who was... I think he was just as good as Ewan McGregor was. He was. But, uh... He, he was... He was scuzzbag. Yeah. I was, I was ready for him to die. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> but, uh, whenever... And I mean, that's how I gauge it. If, if your care If your acting is making me go... God, I hope someone puts a bullet in your head. Right? Like, I'm like, you did a great job. I hated that guy. <laughs> I hated him, too. Um, yeah, he. I feel like he could have been in the movie a little bit more, but, like, he was really menacing, especially the one scene where he makes the one chick, like, stand up on the table. Cut the dress off. And, like, yeah. strip and everything. It's like, holy hell, this guy is cracked. So, the, the crazy part about you and McGregor being in it, like, holy crap. Hearing him, like, swear so much. Oh, yeah. It was kind of jarring. I was like, this man doesn't swear. <laughs> this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually thinking that when I watched it yesterday. I was, like, watching it, and he's saying, like, all this, like, like, uh, he's saying to Zaz, like, something, like, you know, and, like, yelling this, and I'm like, yo, I'm like, he doesn't say that. Hello like, there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, I bet he is so, like, can't escape his obi-wan except unlike alec guinness i think he embraces it where he's just like you know what it's fine if everybody thinks i'm obi just obi-wan kenobi that's cool i'm still getting royalties every time tnt or tbs shows that movie so every i'll take weekend. it yeah every weekend when they run a star wars marathon um about him being like insane i kind of liked how they touched on harley quinn actually being a psychiatrist yeah because she was like you know occasionally throughout the film she'd be like oh you know this is textbook uh you know narcissism or whatever and like diagnosing people yeah like yeah. i thought that that was really interesting because i mean harley you never really see that I, I don't know if i've ever seen that in an interpretation of harley quinn where she's just like breaking people she down actually, psychologically yeah which is i mean that's what she was she was a psychologist yeah like, before all this you know, crazy shit happens to her. Yeah. So I, I thought that was a really interesting and unique uh, way that they approached that. I thought it was really cool. No, and, and I liked that, um, too, where there was a couple times in the movie where somebody, like, said something to her, and she goes off on this tangent of why they're doing it. it and I was like, <clears throat> I was like, that's awesome. I was like, I like how they... Because in Suicide Squad, let's face it, in Suicide Squad, they just portrayed her as this you know this psychotic bitch essentially <laughs> yeah. that she was just doing all the stuff but then in this movie they're like no she's extremely intelligent <clears throat> so like when somebody said something she's like yeah well the tone of your voice implies this blah 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 and i'm like she's not stupid yeah. like she knows exactly what like she knows exactly what someone's thinking what their motives are at that exact moment. Like, she's psychoanalyzing everybody yeah. at once. And I like how they touched on that. I was like, good. You're bringing something from that character in. You're bringing something from her past in. And I like that. 
Yeah, it's, it's almost like when she would go into into her psychiatrist part, um, it's almost like she snapped back and was like lost the crazy almost. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like so, she tapped so, into a part of her brain that was still sane. She, still Harleen Quinzel. Yes, like. yeah. And I liked that. I yeah. liked that a lot. Because when I was watching it and she went into that, I was like, that, I was like, that's cool. Yeah. I was like, that's that's something yeah. that was well done with her character yeah. in this movie. Like, uh, I might not have seen something about it, but have you guys seen any other portrayal of Harley Quinn where they do that? Because nope. everything else, I just kind of see like she's, she's a, just the crazy lady. Yeah, like. she's kind of a lapdog <clears throat> to the Joker. Yeah. So I thought that that was you know a, a fresh way of, of of taking her character. Yeah. And in that, I feel like that was also very needed with how they just used her in Suicide Squad. Yeah. She she didn't she didn't do well. And then again, they were just fighting against mindless monsters in Suicide Squad. So it yeah. really was it didn't have anything. <clears throat> Oscar to, winning Suicide Squad, I might add. Fuck you. Why, why, why'd you have to bring that up? I was so mad about that. So mad about that. Uh, but in Suicide Squad, she is... Well, and then again, I said to you about Suicide Squad was essentially a video game in which you were trying to get Rick Flag to the objective, and every time the... They had they had an overpowered Rick Flag and it's like your teammate your your objectives being compromised and they had to turn around and like go back and save him and that happened like three times in the movie and I was like seriously I was like you guys can't cover Flag <laughs> yeah that that whole movie is just a fucking embarrassment <laughs> I mean I was I was entertained when I watched it the first time I like that movie it I, was fine I mean I'm a it not has, it's great, but I, I was it has really its problems, excited for but it. I, I was I was fine with the movie, but parts that I'm watching, I'm like, I'm like, come on, like it, Enchantress and her brother were just throwaway, terrible villains. That, if if anything, I can agree on like it's that part of that movie. Terrible, the the villains were just terrible, and Enchantress's wacky waving inflatable arm <laughs> flailing tube dance was just. So weird. <laughs> and, and I mean, like, I get it. They were trying to not be as serious as they had know. been in the past. And they, no, they went too far. They went too far with it. That's the problem, is that they took it seriously. They had this ridiculous bullshit happening, and they were taking it so seriously. At least in this movie, in the Birds of Prey movie, you know ridiculous shit is happening and they're taking it like a joke like the tone is different which is the deadpool yeah like whole yeah. see if, if suicide squad had done what deadpool and i i actually say i'm assuming that suicide squad and deadpool were filming around the same time like this movie birds of prey had time to build off the formula that worked whereas suicide squad or suicide squad didn't but, like, could you imagine Suicide Squad if when Will Smith says, I guess we're some kind of Suicide Squad, and just, like, turns and looks at the camera and all the rest of them, like, come into frame and, like, look at the camera? Like, no, says, that would have been better. I think that would have ultimately made that no, movie better. He says, I guess we're some kind of Suicide Squad, and then you hear, ah ha laugh track yeah, laugh happening track. in the background. Now, that would have been funny. But, that, like, that, I think that would have worked better. If the tone of the movie had been more now, like this. Now I want that movie. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of Suicide Squad leans in and looks. So, and like, everybody like comes in like into frame. <laughs> so one thing that I thought was kind of pointless in the uh, 
in the film was, you know, whenever they're stopping at Harley's place and she has hyena, the Bruce the hyena. Bruce, yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Yeah, but, but also... You like it's kind of like set up like oh he's gonna come back and like maybe save the save day, the day yeah. but it, it, it doesn't. He yeah. Just kind of it's like oh. he shows up at the end. Oh hey, I'm not dead. He's just kind of a set piece <laughs> at that point. Yeah. yeah, it's like oh there's a hyena. How wacky's Harley and all that shit. And then during that scene, <laughs> I'm uh, so unpredictable. It, it's kind of like uh, another. I guess another problem I did have with that scene is they were kind of like trying to force an emotion on you. Like whenever her friend Doc like sold her out to everyone. It's like, oh, I thought you had my back. And it's like, well, you know, the price is right. And it's like, you're supposed to feel bad. But I don't know. I, I feel like they were kind of forcing that feeling on you. I didn't feel it like how they were going for. No, I, I, I felt like I was just like, well, I mean, I can't blame the guy. Like, you're harboring a criminal yeah. who was associated with the biggest crime boss in Gotham. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, if they paid you a couple billion dollars like you're like yeah <laughs> sorry <She's> upstairs <laughs> yeah. which by the way <laughs> doc had packed up everything that looked like he had been packing for like a day or two <laughs> when if somebody had come into doc's place and been like where's harley quinn he'd be like upstairs man go on up he's just been like, waiting he's just been waiting for a reason to sell somebody yeah, out well, yeah also it's just like some random guy that shot a rocket launcher into her apartment and it wasn't even a rocket launcher. It was the ball of fireworks. Yeah, like, like that guy... Th he had no bearing on yeah. the story whatsoever. They don't even kill him. Yeah, yeah, that happened. And then it's the fallout between her and Doc, which, I mean, I guess we're supposed to feel something, but we really just got introduced to their relationship like five minutes ago. Yeah, and I was like, all right. Whatever. But And then that guy just disappears. <laughs> yeah. And also, the other thing about that, uh, I, I got the Tarantino vibe. Like you said, with every person who had a vendetta against her, where it just like oh. shows them and like quick like cut yeah. like quick zoom and freezes and shows like their name and everything. <laughs> that was like great. in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, that that's was immediately great. what I thought of. Yeah, th that's the yeah, you that's the style that I love. Yeah, that it's, was cool. it's like yeah, she's getting she's being chased around and it's like oh vendetta and it's like blah 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 blah. That was great. I loved all that. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. That worked really well. It had a lot of really good points. Uh, I will I will say that. It had a lot of really good points. All around, entertaining. I mean, it has its flaws in places. Like, yeah. I, I said to Sean earlier, one of the things that bothered me in the trailer, I said to him, did the people who, like, made the trailer watch the movie and they go, there's nothing we can use in a trailer here. So they use the worst possible <laughs> lines for the trailer. Like, one of the lines that I absolutely, like... It sold me that this movie was going to be a garbage pile when it's Harley and she like comes up and she's with Cassandra Kane and she goes, who are you guys? Like, and that's, that's supposed to be like a pivotal line in the trailer. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, why did you stick that line in there? But that's the other thing is that that just bothers me that the trailer is so tonally different. Yeah. And that, I think that's what's causing them pain at the box office. But I think because DC, my original speculation is they are suffering from what Solo suffered from, where The Last Jedi got so much flack that nobody went to go see Solo. But yeah. I don't think that that's the case now. No, not, not because with Joker Shazam and Aquaman and Joker have been winners to audiences. Yeah. So I think it's just the way that the movie was marketed as being completely 
different than what it actually is that it's suffering because of that. So whoever did the marketing needs fired at Warner Brothers because they did a terrible job of marketing a movie that was supposed to be comedic as something dead serious that was just not meant to be that way. Yeah, because when I went in, I honestly didn't know it was supposed to be funny at all. Yeah, yeah, because the trailer depicts it as something serious. Yeah. So when you watch it and it's funny and you enjoy yourself, but then you walk out of the theater and nobody's going to see it. Yeah, if they would have marketed it in the way to make it seem kind of like Deadpool, I know that's for beating a, you know. <laughs> but it, it is it. that They use the yeah. same formula, which I can't blame them. It yeah. works. I feel bad for the DCE, uh, DCCU because they're really trying, but everything they do is failing. Yeah. And, they, and I know that they don't want to, like, leech off of Marvel's formula because it's tried and true. And they don't want to do it because because they'll just be called out on it. It's like, oh, you're just doing exactly what they're doing. Yeah, but, but that's the only way that they're being successful. That's that. That's what I'm saying. Like, why? Like, I've said I've said this to you many times. You will get called out on it, but if it's a tried and true thing, who cares? Yeah, your movie's gonna make money. If your movie makes money, then you make you know you're doing good business. Who cares if you like five movies? Who, yeah. who, who cares if a bunch of nerds come out and say, "Oh, you're doing exactly what Marvel did." They're like, "Yeah, but we're also making the same money Marvel did." And that's so. The, who cares? I feel like that's uh, DC's main problem is, is because they're too proud to they, do something well, like that. Well, they want to pan. Well, they don't want to pander, but they want to appease the fa- their fan base who is like all gritty and stuff. Like, but it Nolan's, work. Nolan's Batman kind of set this tone where it's like, oh. DC's gritty, you know, it's real. It has to be dark for it yeah. to be good. Yeah, it's good. And then and then whenever they do something marvelly, that <laughs> pisses them off because they're like, "Oh, I just want to see something dark and, you know, real or something." But so Batman versus Superman, <laughs> gritty and dark, rated one of the worst superhero movies of all time. Are you sure you still don't want to follow the Marvel you know, formula? He would there, be... there there should be a guy sitting at the corner of every DC Warner Brothers meeting going, should I bring out the chart? And, they, and they're like, no. And he's like, okay. And then he just like shows up like a month later when they're doing like the Aquaman thing. And he's like, should I bring out the chart? And they're like, we'll take a peek. And he's like, okay. And like shows. And they're like, all right, let's add like that, 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 and that. All right, but that's it. That's it. Get out of the room. Like, you know, the guy that wrote uh, Batman versus Superman. He also wrote. He could, make a good, he could make a good Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 an okay one, maybe. No. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, not okay. That's... I mean, I guess why? okay, but... This is, this is why Kathleen Kennedy needs fired, too. Kathleen Kennedy <laughs> and the guy who marketed Birds of Prey need to go live in a trailer together <laughs> and just completely decimate each other's lives <laughs> until they're nothing. Because they have ruined, ruined things that could have been great. You know what, Aaron? You could run both uh, DC and uh, Lucas Films, and that'd be great. Clearly, the clearly the uh, clearly the studios aren't in touch with what people want. Out out of touch critics, if I might. Yeah. I might also point out that Rise of Skywalker took the longest out of the sequel trilogy to make a billion dollars. So. How bad is Birds of Prey struggling in the box office? I mean, the opening, opening weekend was like 33 million. 33 million. 
for a comic book movie. That's yeah, unheard that's, of. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Clearly it's doing bad since they had to literally rename the movie literally. For, the, for the name recognition of Harley Quinn. But it might be the trailer because it is a like a serious trailer. It tra- is. It's a, it's a terrible trailer to market that movie with. And you know what's funny is that the Suicide Squad trailer was fucking fantastic. Was it like the opposite where the movie was more... more uh, Serious yeah. than it was. And then, yeah, yeah. like, the trailer was... The, the Suicide Squad trailer was fucking amazing. And I was, like, I was so excited for that. And then it, the movie was so bad, in my opinion. And, uh... I, I thought it was okay the first time around. Yeah. And then it's, like, like you said, the Mike, the exact opposite, where it's, yeah. like... It's, like, kind of tonally in the trailer serious, but in actuality, it's very lighthearted and kind of... It's not taking itself seriously, which I wish... That Suicide Squad wouldn't have taken itself so seriously. Oh my god. Um, to answer your question, Sean, the budget for Suicide Squad, or yeah, Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey was uh, $97 million, and currently at the box office, which it's been out for a week now, I think, right? Two weeks. Two weeks? Is it? No. Uh, uh, like a week and a half. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Uh, $160.7 million. Which is low. Low for a comic book movie. Yeah. Like, you, you don't... Like, to put this in perspective, I, I know this is a whole different... Was that US only or, like, worldwide? I think it's worldwide. Okay. Um, to put it into perspective, and I know this is a whole other animal, but Star Wars will make $50 million in a Thursday night 7 o'clock showing. That's not the weekend box office. Right. That's one day there. Yeah, literally a day. To put that into perspective, Birds of Prey from Friday, from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday made $33 million in the U.S. box office. That is terrible for a movie. They did not make their budget back in a weekend. It took them a week and a half to make their budget back. That's terrible. Which even though and even I though the blame... marketing was bad, that still cost money. So like yeah, it's when even a, added cost to the when marketing. It, when a movie comes out, like they need to almost double their budget. Yeah, just to to For break marketing. even. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, because the marketing and the marketing is even an added cost that isn't yeah. usually you know taken into account. Yeah, it, it's not included in. The, and that's in the a budget. couple million dollars as yeah. is. Yeah, so it's. I don't. So what's it at now? Like, is it? It's breaking. It's broken even from. It, it that. should have broken even now. Yeah. Well, but it ma- took a week and a half. Yeah, maybe that's unheard of. You think that the word of mouth of people saying that it's actually good would you know help its sales? And with their you know annoying as it may be, the change of the title, uh, you'd think that it would have people coming to to, it too. to also add to the perspective of this fast. The Fast and Furious franchise will make five hundred million in a weekend. So <laughs> stack Birds of Prey against a movie that is so fucking ridiculous <laughs> as a Fast and Furious movie to make five hundred million in a weekend, and Birds of Prey makes thirty three. Well, the good news is one is actually a decent movie. The <laughs> other is a complete schlock load of I BS. Love fast movies. <laughs> no, no, they're they're popcorn entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Well, the good news is you won't have to go see the new Fast and the Furious movie because it tells you exactly what happens in the trailer. <laughs> Completely. But tra- that talk about bad trailers. Yeah. <laughs> no, the bad trailer that we watched was that movie with Carrie Elwes as the <laughs> yeah. uh, as the sorority versus the fraternity, 
in which you find out that the killers are just the fraternity guys and you know that they win at the end because it's that closing shot of them walking like badasses from a fire because you know that's how the movie ends. So if you watch, I forget what that movie's even called. It was yeah. so forgettable. It's, a, it's some Christmas horror movie. Yeah, but you watch the trailer and you're like, wow, I don't need to see that movie because I just figured out what happens. But it's funny to me that the Fast and the Furious movies, that trailer's so bad, but like... um, You know the second snap brought Hawk back, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> that's the leading theory yeah. is the second snap brought him back. Yeah, he got blipped dead. back. What, wouldn't that be the biggest fucking... <laughs> oh my god, if they crossed over the Fast, the fast franchise with the Avengers. Yeah, the Bring biggest fucking curveball oh is that they uh, crossed over... Uh... The Fast and the Furious franchise with Marvel. By the but, way, I love the jet engine strapped to the top well, of the car. It's like some Acme fucking rocket strapped <laughs> to the top of the car. Yeah, it's fucking... What are you doing? <laughs> I forget even what I was saying. <laughs> they were crossing over. Uh... It was before that. Oh, I can't remember. Uh... It's gone forever. Bird, bird, birds of prey. Yeah. What we're talking about here. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come back to me later and I'll be like, ah, shit. But... It's so bad. Why would they do oh, this? Oh, now I, I remember now. I, I, a movie franchise so dedicated to family and like that's whole like their whole theme and everything. We don't find out that Vin Diesel has a biological brother <laughs> until like the eighth installment. I don't even remember tenth installment. How many the, fucking the, movies the, are there? Well, the, tenth, including uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, yeah, this is the tenth. Yeah, is it? And what? It's the, this is the no, it's number the, nine is, of the. This is the ninth in the. Fast saga 10th in the franchise right, right, right. Yeah. right yeah i'm at well the reason that we didn't know he had a brother is because we can't see him yeah that's true actually my theory is they're gonna like cut to vin diesel and they're gonna be like why didn't we meet your brother and he's like have you seen him we locked him in the basement for like 30 years <laughs> like like i feel like i feel like his brother john cena is like sloth from the goonies he could kill all of them, so they locked him in the basement where he wouldn't kill. Did you guys see Hobson Shaw? I literally, that's what I forgot to say I earlier. I literally just saw it the other day. So, how are they, is is The Rock involved in this Fast and Furious movie? Not this one. No, really? Yeah, um, apparently there was an on-set thing. Between him and Tyrese. No, between him, him and, and Vin and Diesel. Diesel. Yeah. Well, in any case, if you had seen it, can you imagine the stakes that they have to get to to like top Hobbs and Shaw and they're gonna yeah. do it in the Hobbs and Shaw <laughs> sequel because it's like some high level shit there is happening you want to talk about high level bullshit <laughs> that movie was entertaining we're going from but... high level shit to high level bullshit yeah quick. side tangent about that movie <laughs> I, I watched it with my brother and my girlfriend and my brother's biggest problem with that movie was that you still had to shift the bike when it could transform <laughs> into other shit. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Idris Elba's, Elba's bike? Idris Elba's bike. Yeah, he still had to be like... You know. He still had to <laughs> shift it. <laughs> yeah, it like it like can drive itself. And Literally. Like, and like magnetically attached to him or something. But he had to... St- <laughs> it's, I, they do it simply for aesthetic reasons, but... Oh my god! Yeah, because it looks it looks cool to shift the car, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they make it look cool. They yeah. like they like zoom into the exhaust and into the turbo. I don't know how cars. I mean, I, I love <laughs> I love those movies, but it's ridiculous. Oh god! Anyway, uh, to, Birds of Prey. It was yeah, good, guys. Yeah, to cap off our, our Birds of Prey uh, discussion that we have deviated from 
do, a couple of times. Now. Have fun with the timestamps on this one. Yeah, yeah. Do we do we have anything? Do we have anything that we really want to like go into detail with with this movie? What do you mean? Like a- anything else? Like any certain <laughs> characters that deserve to be in a sequel? I think that they could. Like I think that. they could make a Birds of Prey sequel, uh, and it would be fine. I mean, maybe not fine because of the way that this has Box been, office. yeah, been going, but. Uh, I feel like they could do that. I feel like they could make a Birds of Prey sequel, and if it does well enough now, people would go see it. I, there was an interesting part to me where I, um, Detective Montoya tells Black Canary, she's like, your mother had powers, or you have your, oh, yeah. you have the same power as your mother. And I was like, power? That, like, that's one thing. That, is, she the do- yeah. is she the daughter of this world's green arrow. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing that I was kind of like, I, I don't want to say it annoyed me, but I was like surprised by. So we, like we all know that, uh, black canary has the voice, you know, meta human stuff. Yeah. And that's just like, it happens in the movie. And I'm like, I was about to get upset about it, but I'm like, well, Superman exists in this universe, yeah. so I can't be so mad about the it. Flash. But yeah, but like in this movie, they haven't referenced like metahuman abilities and, or yeah, anything and like even that. In Suicide Squad, yeah. there was until, no metahumans until that point, and I feel like it's a little jarring because there's the overall universe of like, yeah, these people exist, and we know that they exist, but within the confines of the film you don't see any of them. No, and it was just kind of like, oh, okay, she's their trump card. Yeah. And it was kind of like a one and done thing where it happens and then she's kind of spent or whatever. So, I mean, I'll... which we got a hint to it when she was singing at the Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not club. I I like I said I was about to be upset about it, but I was like, okay, I upon retrospect, I'm like, it makes sense. Yeah, and I actually I concur with your whole thought process there because when I watched it yesterday, I was like, wait a minute, I was like, Powers? And then I was like, oh wait, Powers, yeah, everybody, yeah, metahumans and stuff like that. I was like, okay, yeah, that's, that works fine. I'm kind of upset that they killed Ewan McGregor, honestly. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen him in more things. Black Black Mask could have been a good villain to follow through with. Yeah. Especially with Ewan McGregor. Yeah, he's Br- Bring so him back. But I mean, instead, he sure went up against Robert something. Pattinson's Batman. He could. <laughs> His early days. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, mean, I guess because just... I guess Batman in Harley Quinn's world is, you know, 40 years in or some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not sure how long Ben Affleck or has 20 been. Or year, 20 years in, yeah, maybe not 40. the Batman. Yeah. But. Because wasn't uh, Batman vs. Superman, wasn't that like him kind of coming out of retirement or something? Or Justice League was? It's not, wasn't he coming out of retirement? He, he was still working. I think that it was becoming a big problem because... It's implied that um, one of his Robins is killed. Right. So I think it's him kind of being like a rebellious, I guess, because he's branding the prisoners. Wasn't he gone for like a, a period of time? I think time? so, yeah. Probably okay. be, probably because Robin took over for him or whatever. But, okay. you know, the screenplays of those are still such a mess that we really have <laughs> so, no idea what's going on. So I have a question, too, regarding um, the whole Batman lore into this universe what if because actually the original script for this the batman the main villain's supposed to be joe manganello as deathstroke deathstroke yeah so if it's true and he's still deathstroke in this movie then are we going to see have we not been have we been fooled 
into thinking this isn't connected only for us to actually get a type of Batman Beyond where we still have the Batman, but Ben Affleck sits on the sidelines and kind of coaches the new Batman into him being... I mean, that'd be cool, but I, it's I feel like we would know... On it. We would know that Affleck is involved. Mm, not I, necessarily. I, it's, it's it's just so hard to speculate, even. Like, it's such a shame. There's because... so little information. And maybe all the pushbacks are to distract us from yeah, maybe. them yeah. actually doing it. it. It's such a shame because, like, there's, a, there's genuinely a lot of potential in the films that they've just kind of, like, done away with. Like, Joe Manganiello as Deathstroke would have been great, I yeah. feel. And, like, I mean, there's so many other things. Ben Affleck was only real. Ben Affleck was the best part. Batman, he was the best part about the about Donna Justice. Yeah. And and he was supposed to be in Matt Reeves' Batman. Yeah, and now it's just, like, it's, it's just really unfortunate, the whole turn <clears throat> of events that's happened. Yeah. But uh, what, what would you guys uh, rate Birds of Prey? In my own review, I wrote it 4 out of 5. 7 uh, out of 10. 7 out of 10? Yeah. Yeah. I think I... Uh, when I got out of it, I think I told somebody six out of ten. Mine would. I think I'm gonna go with that, like, yeah. just because I don't know. It has problems, but it's yeah. entertaining. Ultimately, yeah, it's very entertaining, and that's the it's like the story might not be great. I thought it was pretty good, but the story might not be like the best thing. But ultimately, I was really entertained by it. With the action alone, I think is worth going seeing the movie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'd say. Four out of five, be close to seven out of ten, something like that. Yeah, I would say definitely go see it. Yeah, honestly, I that that's one thing that I would definitely say is I recommend going and watching this movie. It, it, it's not the uh, the Valentine's Day hit that Deadpool, Deadpool was. Deadpool was yeah four years ago. It's not actually. the Valentine's Day hit that Sonic the Hedgehog is, but. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait. Oh, we were talking about Jim Carrey earlier. It's, oh yeah, that's, that's a good right, transition. We were, yeah. yeah. Tune in next week. <laughs> yeah, I uh, we none of us have seen Sonic yet, but uh, yet. hopefully tomorrow yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, at the time of recording, we 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 all would like to support Sonic, considering everything that happened with that. You know, it's a real R shame. R.I.P. The effect studio that redid all. I know you. Didn't. God bless them I, I can't and their believe. families. Yeah, <laughs> I know you didn't watch the Oscars, but. Uh, at one point, um, James Corden and Rebel Wilson came out dressed as their characters in the cats. Jesus Christ. Uh, in the cats? Yeah, like they were dressed as cats. Oh, jeez. And um, they like did their own stupid skit at, at, you know, introducing an award. And I saw a tweet from one of the um, effects artists and it's like, oh, I hope that they were thinking of us while we were working tire tirelessly, um, you know, making their thing. And then our... I think their production or their animation studio shut down too because Cats lost like a lot of money, like well, an insane amount of money. Well, uh, you only have one person to blame, and that's the studio head who said, "Cats, yes, let's make that." Yeah. And also, not only that, let's make it come out the same weekend as the Rise of Skywalker because that is smart, and that's what we should do. I, I what a dumb yeah. decision. How many how many years do you have to be a studio exec and go, yes, what movie's coming out that weekend? Star Wars Episode Nine. 
do it. It'll be great. No. This will be the alternative. You, yeah. This is the alternative. Yeah. If you yeah. don't want to watch Cats, see Cats. Yeah, what no, you, I don't think so. That's probably what they're thinking. Because that, that is a legitimate strategy when booking your movie. That's a terrible strategy. No, no. It's like... you. The people go to the movie and they're like, yeah, I'll have one for Star Wars, please. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, ma'am, sir. Star Wars is sold out. We have a couple of other movies here. I'd if you'd shoot like to myself see in the head before I'd go see Cats. <laughs> I'm just saying that that is like a legitimate strategy. Yeah, and it, it, it does work out for a couple of different movies. Yeah, I'm not sure that's, for Cats. I'm sure that's what they thought for Cats, but... Clearly not. Well, I like, mean, the inception of that in, in the first well, yeah. place was so misguided, in my opinion. It, like, it's just such a disaster. I, I watched that trailer, and I was just very, very un, uneasy. Yeah, like, like, it is, it's Uncanny Valley stuff. Yeah, like, like uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, pushed back their release date because they were supposed to, they were supposed to release the same weekend as Endgame. And a smart God studio executive <laughs> said, no, let's push it back to May 30th. So they did yeah. that, and they made their money. It all worked out. Had they had they released April 27th, 2019, there would have been no contest yeah. whatsoever. They would have made They no actually would have been bankrupt, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't be getting Kong versus... No, no. Godzilla versus Kong's production would have just ended right there. Yeah. And they ended... <clears throat> Like I get that I get what you're saying that it's a good strategy in some. I'm not cases. saying it's a good strategy. I'm just saying it is one. It, yeah, it, it's a strategy. <laughs> it is one that works from time to time. <laughs> it yeah. is indeed a strategy. I'm not saying it's a good one, but <laughs> but when you when you look at it that way, but seriously, come on, cats, how can you be so stupid to go up against Star Wars? <laughs> like there, there's there's no force on Earth that could stop Star Wars from beating out your movie. Why? Why? Like, release it in January. I get it. Yeah, Worst that's... movies come out in January. Hellboy, for instance, came out in January, and that was a terrible movie. <laughs> but, yeah, like it's it's just um, mistakes all around, like, in that and, case. And, and, and that's why I wonder, like, when movies get released, like, in January, do the studio execs know that they're garbage? They definitely, the, movies are dumped in January for a reason. And Hellboy and, was definitely dumped it's either, for a reason. Yeah, January and February especially are dumped there. It's either because they're bad or they don't know how to market them or, you know, sometimes they're, you know, good movies like Glass, in my opinion, was a good movie. It was released in the first week of January last year. But class was better than Hellboy. Yeah, like like movies. Some movies are like good, and they're like, okay, it's a good movie. It's in January. You know, some people are gonna go see it, but most of the time, it is just like dumping your what, crap. Whatever came to be with um, Bad Boys Three, did it turn out? Yeah, like, I think it did really well. Actually, okay, I just, I never got out to see it, but I just wondered if it did okay. <laughs> when you and I were watching Knives Out, and it <laughs> said. Uh, December 20th or 21st or whatever, the same day as Star Wars. I was like, are they idiots? It worked like, out, though. Well, yeah, because Star Wars killed them. But, uh, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, are they idiots? Like, why would you release a movie on the same date that the biggest, second biggest movie of 2019 to strike? Now, granted, it wasn't the best movie of 2019. Best movie of 2019 went Knives Out. But, <laughs> Why would you, how, how would you possibly think that would stack up? How would you possibly think, like, 
Uh, and I get it. Like you said, the, the alternative is, oh, well, we're sold out of that. How about cats? I'd be like, nah, thanks, man. No. I'm a dog person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go home and watch cats and dogs. Thank you. Oh, my God. You just brought back some memories with that. <laughs> Toby McGuire playing a beagle? I don't remember. I didn't know that. I oh, just... good. <laughs> so, good. Good thing. Gives you me did. flashbacks of Michael J. Fox playing Chance. Jesus. <laughs> So we're we're bringing a new uh, segment into uh, the end of our our podcast here, where one of the three of us is going to recommend a movie, be it one that we have seen before and like, or one that none of us have seen that we want to you know visit for the first time, or even a one that we think that is hilariously bad that we want to subject each other to. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that. It'll be a part of our discussion uh, during the next episode. So if uh, you guys don't mind, I would like to go first be with suggestions. Guest. Be our guest. <laughs> so my recommendation for oh, next for week, uh, <laughs> I brought it up. Um, Is it available to watch on Netflix or uh, I don't think Amazon it is video? available on any of those. Well, but I'm going to have to watch it at your house or something. <laughs> I'm sure there's a way to find it. But um, I brought it up to you guys before, and I would like to revisit this. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. It's a 1997 oh, movie uh, <laughs> by the name of Cats Don't Dance. Fuck anything with cats <laughs> in it. I'm not watching it. <laughs> Hopefully it is a better movie about cats than one we have just been Maybe maybe that would have been a better transition. Speaking of cats, <laughs> directed by Mark Dindal. I don't know if anything he's done other than that. Well, considering I've never heard of him, probably didn't do anything that I like. He he made Emperor's New Groove and did he? Yeah. So uh, how about the Brave Little Toaster? Did he do that <laughs> too? Hope. Oh, he made The Rocketeer as well. Really? Yeah. I thought I thought Joe Johnston directed The Rocketeer. Oh, maybe he's just an actor in it. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Joe Johnson did Rocketeer. <laughs> Either way, uh, that is my recommendation for next week. Uh, so if you do not want to be spoiled for Cats Don't Dance, uh, watch it before our next podcast oh because God. we will be having a spoiler discussion about it. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it because it was one of my favorites as a kid. I haven't seen it in a long time, so I'd like to revisit it. I do not know if I've ever seen it. Sean, I, I just want to point out one thing right now. I've gone back and watched movies I liked as a kid, and they do not hold up. Well, I guess... 90% of them. Like, <laughs> like I, will, I will still always have the nostalgia to it that I will always cherish, but when I rewatch them, I'm like, this is not as good as I remember. I guess we'll discover that next time. Thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks guys, for watching or listening, whichever you're doing. I hope you enjoyed our discussion. Let us know what you thought about Birds of Prey and anything that we might have talked about today. And, uh, yeah. See you guys later. Good night. Bye.